we have no idea what we're doing today, but let's go up. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We are your hosts. I'm Dean. Kratos. Kratos. Today we have one word, limitless. Wow. What do you think? My thoughts are limitless on this topic. Okay, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) That's it. That's all we got. (laughs) All right. It's going to be an interesting podcast. Ah, Limitless. So if you find this podcast encouraging, you could hit like or subscribe or share or the notification bell because then you can get limitless notifications. (laughs) It's not so bad. Okay. Don't scare people away here. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. All hours of the night. (laughs) We do not post that much. <laughs> this is not an emergency alert. This is your podcast <laughs> notification. We also have a website, and that is letsgoup.us. And it's a great place to find everything Let's Go Up related in one spot. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Super easy to find. Mm. Yep. So, Caritas, mm. tell me something limitless in your life. Guppies. Guppies. My daughter bought a guppy. What? Uh, just one female, beautiful, leopard-tailed-looking guppy. Okay. And... Your guppy is limitless? This guppy had babies. What? How did it have babies? I don't know, because the tank said female guppies at the store, and the male guppies were below in another tank. Not even besides. So I'm like, hey, they can't even sneak in. So this guppy had babies. (laughs) He brought a guppy home from the store. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger, and we thought it was going to die. Like, maybe there's something wrong. Parasite. I don't know. Right. Nope. Hatched all these babies, and they hatch live. Twelve little teeny fish added to our tank. So we're like, okay, cool. Um, That's weird. And then, a month later, she hatches another clutch of fish, but not twelve. At least (laughs) twenty. So, of course, then we start looking up. we got to do some research on these guppies. Apparently, they can have one encounter with the male and then mate and store. Hey, we just talked about DNA and their DNA for who knows how long. I don't even know. How many clutches can this limitless? Limitless numbers of babies. We have more than 30. I just stopped counting. (laughs) That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jesus liked fish. Yes, he liked fish. You know, he did some miracles with fish. Put some money in some fish's mouth. That's right. Someone was swallowed by a fish. Oh, no, a whale's not a fish. That's a mammal. He cooked fish on the beach. And he multiplied mm. the fish. And he also a couple of times told them to put down their nets on the other side. And yeah. Jesus, please, <laughs> please stop the guppy miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. So do you need any fish in your life, Dean? Would you like <laughs> no. guppies? You know what? I used to keep fish. At one time, I had about four or five fish tanks. Fish are so interesting that once you start with one tank, you can't just stop there. You have to have Mm. this kind and this kind and this kind. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It gets more and more involved. I don't think everyone's like that. It's kind of like some people like that with cats. You're the fish version. (laughs) I'm the fish version, very much so. I had to stop somewhere. (laughs) You had salt water? I even had salt water. Okay, Yeah. yeah, next level. I just go to the aquarium if I need to get a fish fix. How do you make the water salty? Do you just put table salt in there? Or no, is there like- not table salt. <laughs> know. You know, you have to get a special formula from the fish store. You have a little tool that you draw water out with, and it has a needle. And when the needle floats at a certain place, 
you know you have the right oh yeah salt. have you ever been in that what's that the dead sea where you float no never been there yeah that's crazy i have not been there but i know people who have been there okay so i live vicariously through other people's travels mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's nuts like it looks like you're standing but you're floating mm-hmm. Alrighty. so okay. we started out with limitless guppies limitless guppies into limitless jesus limitless jesus who probably would have made a trip to the dead sea at one oh, point yes. in his life walking on the limitless grains of sand with the limitless thoughts of god coursing through his heart mm-hmm. <laughs> look at how good we're getting at segueing into our topic i'd say we're nailing it you think we're nailing it yeah, today i'd say we're nailing it i was wondering what we're doing today <laughs> <laughs> okay Limitless. You had told me about the scripture that jumped out to you this week. Once again, a scripture I've read hundreds, if not thousands of times. One of my favorite verses this week. There it was again. Yeah, it was. Mm. Mysterion. Yeah. Okay, you want to read it? Ephesians 3, 14 to 20. That's all we have to say. (laughs) (laughs) For this reason, I bend my knee before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all the fullness of God. And then this part here, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And this is where that chime mm-hmm. came into your heart. And there it was. Abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Yeah. According to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the ecclesia. And then there's a companion verse to that. We've talked about this verse several times on Let's Go Up, 1 Corinthians 2.9. Mm. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the human heart, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Whew. So there's a lot of limitless talk in these, far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. That phrase is crazy. And things which eye has not seen, ear has not heard, which have not even entered into the human heart, all that God has prepared for those who love him. I think we take these verses so many times and put them off to a future age. Oh yeah, of course, when we get to heaven, we'll spend eternity exploring Mm -hmm. all of the wonders and all the things that God has prepared for us. Eternity won't be long enough. Yeah. But what about now? What can we walk in now? Is there a limitless aspect to what God has for us in our inheritance on earth as it is in heaven? Sounds worth exploring. I think so. Yeah. I realized when I was going through this that one of the first things it says in here is that we're rooted and grounded in love. And I really think that love is one of the things that opens up realms of possibility because it's funny, in the book of Enoch, I love the book of Enoch, Mm -hmm. when Enoch went to heaven, he got infused with a whole bunch of units of certain things. Ooh. (laughs) Yes. I shouldn't even quote this because I don't know the number, but it was something like he got infused with like 135,000 units of love. You know, when you were a kid, you had like a little Vax card, you know, yeah. chicken pox check all the time. I wonder, did Enoch get a little card of all the things he, <laughs> all the things he was? <laughs> yeah. 
He was infused with love. He was infused with peace. He was infused with joy. He was infused with all of these hundreds of thousands of units of all of these things. Huh. When he like talked to his friends, you know, oh yeah, so what'd you do this weekend? Well, I got infused with 200 units of joy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone leaving? I thought you were my friend. Weirdo, we're out of here. Why are you leaving me? Yeah, so the angels told him that there's so much power that he was going to receive that if he didn't have the love to go along Mm. with it, he would be using it irresponsibly. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like with us, the same thing, Mm. rooted and grounded in love. Yeah. We're going to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self. Christ is going to dwell in our hearts through faith. We're rooted and grounded in love so that we can comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and height and depth. And I've always wondered what that meant. Mm. That's never really made any sense to me. Somehow this week when I was thinking about the length and the width and the height and the depth, it seemed to me like it was four dimensions. Like it's dimensions of wonder, dimensions of mystery, limitless possibility. There's height to it and length and depth and eternity and the mystery of the fullness. We're so used to thinking linearly, like just kind of here and then there, you know. And so when you start looking at it more in depth, Mm -hmm. it starts opening these possibilities of wonder. Something that reaches into eternity, that reaches into heaven. Realms in heaven that have such depth and width and height and breadth that they're beyond our comprehension. And then that's what this verse talks about, Mm -hmm. abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think, that we may be filled to all the fullness of God. It's amazing to me how some of these things can't even be comprehended on our own, but they can only be found in the corporate expression. Because it says that we'll be able to comprehend with all the saints. Mm. So it takes more than one of us. It takes a whole body. It takes the body of Mm. Christ to find the expression of the limitless life that we've been given. It makes sense why there's so much distraction with um, division and differences and and how that kind of creates these wedges in people because there is something about us being together in unity as the body experiencing all the fullness of mm-hmm. God. Like, of course, there's going to be this plan to stop that from happening. Because, right. What did he say there? Filled with all the fullness? Filled with <laughs> all the fullness. I mean, can you imagine that? You know, there's a verse that says about Jesus that in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Mm. But here, we are filled with the fullness. Mm-hmm. The statement that you brought to Let's Go Up from your husband, from Nathan, many, many episodes back. I refuse to normalize anything in my life that is less than Christ. Yeah. That hit me in the context of all these verses. When we read a scripture like, in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, we so quickly go, oh yeah, but that was Jesus. But this verse here says it can be us too. Yeah. So Everything that Jesus did and was and everything that he carried, he made available to us. Everything. Yeah. The yeah, but that was Jesus. It's so unscriptural. It's nowhere in there. It's actually the complete opposite. Yeah, but that was Jesus. We need to get rid of that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. That has got to go. Yeah. It's this idea that saying the opposite might be blasphemy, Mm. but actually the yeah, but that was Jesus that actually goes against what the word says. It does. So it's like this false sense of safety. You know, I'm not going to go there and then I feel safer. But he says, go there. (laughs) 
Yeah. And that's the safety. I keep coming back to that verse in First John that says, mm-hmm. as he is, so are we in this world. Mm-hmm. So we have no excuse. We need to be digging into everything that Jesus was. Oh, yeah. You know, and I always think this, the Holy Spirit showed me this once, there's the cross and we love to go to the cross, you know, go to the foot of the cross. And mm-hmm. it is the foundation of our walk with him, yeah. what he did there. That's everything. Everything ended there. Everything started there. Center of history. <laughs> yeah. But then in this new creation life, we're meant to go down this limitless path of mystery and exploration and growth with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and the cross is always there, but that's not where we're camping out. We're moving. <laughs> Jesus said, when we enter the door, we'll go in and we'll come out and we'll find pasture. Mm. We'll go in, we'll come back out. We'll go into realms of heavenly places. Mm. We'll come back out. We'll find pasture. So everything that's contained in, let's say, Psalm 23, the shepherd and how he cares for sheep, all of those things are contained in the kingdom of heaven when we go in. Mm. But we can go in and we can come back out again and we can go back in. There's this two-way access. Jesus illustrated that as well. Yeah, it's he, like he was living in two worlds all two the worlds time. Two worlds at the same time, yep. <laughs> so I have a list here of things that Jesus did that were limitless, and I thought maybe we could talk about them. Yeah, okay, and I think starting that list with, where's that scripture where he says he came fully man? Was that Philippians? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. So that coming in the likeness of man and in the form of a bondservant and in the appearance as man. And he was the son of man. Mm-hmm. Even though he was the son of God, mm-hmm. he didn't pull that God card out. He came and he did it yeah. as a man. So born of Mary, of this woman, through yeah. the seed of the father, us being born again through the seed of the father, right? So we're lining this up here for all yeah. this juicy goodness you're about to mm-hmm. unveil. <laughs> because I think the awareness, and we've talked about this before, of our connection with him being way more united than we might have ever dared believe. Way more united than our wildest imaginations. Mm -hmm. It's a union that's so profound because it's not just a one-way union. It's us in him and him in us. The definition of union almost doesn't even work for that scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to not hear these amazing mic drops coming up through the identity of Adam, but through the identity of the second Adam. We are made in his image, reborn into his likeness, really believing that and knowing, not just believing it, but knowing it, who we are in him, just brand new creations. Otherwise, this stuff is, yeah, but that was Jesus. Yeah. But when you're a brand new creation made in the likeness and image of our father, Jesus, the first of many, it starts to stick like, wow. Do we really believe that Jesus brought us back to the garden to before the fall? Could the gospel be that good? Could it be that he brought us back to innocence? Could it be that he brought us back to a new nature, so fresh and clean, 
seen a creation that has never before been seen. And that makes so much more sense. It used to always confuse me growing up as a kid, like, why would he go through so much? Not just the physical turmoil, but the spiritual turmoil and the separated from God and on the cross and all this kind of stuff, just so we didn't have to sacrifice animals. You know, I always was like, there's got to be more to it. This, though, bringing us back to our original created intent. and under Intended the design. Yeah, it makes sense. We only get this little window here to live in that and experience it, the limitless possibilities as a son of God on this earth. Yes. So I just want to challenge our listeners. If you're thinking that this is too good to be true, if you're thinking that some of the things that we're talking about were only for Jesus, or if you're thinking that this kind of stuff we have to wait for heaven for, here's what I hear. As I listen to the sound of the Spirit as He speaks to people and to our hearts and however the Spirit of God speaks to the churches, I hear Him saying, the limitations are coming off. This actually really is as good as He says it is. It actually is available here on earth. We can't just say, let it be on earth as it is in heaven, and then say, oh yeah, but that's... That's heaven. You can't talk about that on earth. (laughs) Wait, wait, haven't we been praying for thousands of years on earth as it is in heaven? (laughs) Start expecting to see on earth as it is in heaven. The reason why we don't see it is because we don't believe it, but also because there's a veil over the eyes of our heart. But that veil is being taken off. Yeah. And there's a whole new kinos, new creation generation Mm. that is arising. And they are stepping into these things as we speak. Yeah. There are stories from around our planet, different people that the Father is touching and bringing into things that we never imagined were possible. Amazing. And it is happening under our eyes. We only need to look around Mm. to find it. Set our eyes on heavenly realities. It doesn't mean look up into the clouds and try to see heaven. Like heavenly realities here and now, fix your eyes on these things. Yeah. And there's a lot of distractions around, a lot of chaos and noise. And it's like the toddler in the corner having the tantrum. If you look over here, then you won't see what's over here. Toddler in the corner with a tantrum? (laughs) Yeah. That's the devil, if you didn't know my... Okay. (laughs) He's like, look over here. Look at all the noise and chaos over here. Ah. God's not Ah. good. Look at this stuff happening. But it's like, okay, okay, the noise. But what is the spirit saying? Where's the kingdom? That was a mic drop. Definitely a mic drop. I don't even know what to say about that. Enough said. Enough said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The microphone makes the statement. Yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, Mm -hmm. these limitless things. Yeah. Okay. This was a long intro into this list that I'm making. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about some things that were limitless in Jesus' life. Mm And then we're going to say, why wouldn't that be the same in our life? Okay. So did you know, Cretus, that there is not a record anywhere in the scripture of Jesus ever being sick? He had unlimited health flowing in his body. Yeah. Unlimited health. Let's normalize that. Let's normalize that. (laughs) That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. These are in no particular order. Cut out the, yeah, but everybody gets sick or yeah, but like cut those out. (laughs) The reasons why... We're not seeing what we're seeing in Jesus. Let's just remove that belief system, regardless of what you've experienced or are experiencing. Mm -hmm. I think there's a key to health. And if you want to call it divine health, let's call that. But this is exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. But I feel like the key to this has to do with us bringing the DNA of heaven 
mm. into contact with our body. And recognizing the power we have because of him in us and even the power in our tongue. So speak life over your body. Yeah. Take life in when you take communion. You take DNA into you. But that being said, we are born of the Spirit. We're born with heavenly DNA. What does it say? Incorruptible seed. Mm -hmm. We have to start to believe that heavenly DNA has been deposited in us and that it can start to infiltrate and literally change the core makeup of our body. Mm. I do believe that people will become so infused with heavenly DNA that they will live for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, well, isn't that how people started? After the fall, people had these really long lifespans and then they got shorter and shorter and shorter. Like Yes, before the fall, you have to imagine Adam and Eve carried perfect DNA mm. or perfect genetic code. And the people that lived before the fall, they lived for up to a thousand years. I bet you they didn't get sunburned either. Walk around, they didn't even need to worry about. <laughs> I don't know. It's not an image I want to see right now, but... <laughs> Focus, focus. Focus, Dean, focus. Okay, <laughs> after the flood, lifespan started shortening. But you have to realize that out of all the genetic pool that was out there, only eight people survived. The genetic code in humans before that time was so much more diverse, but it got narrowed down to only eight people. Genetic code needs diversity in order to survive. So we lost a lot of diversity at the flood. But Jesus has brought us back to a place where heavenly DNA can be injected back into us mm. again. And that's going to start going the opposite direction to the place where it does say that someday longevity will be reinstated again. Yes. Exciting stuff. <laughs> unlimited lifespan. Yeah. Unlimited health, wholeness, the genetic code of heaven. Yeah. Which Jesus carried. He has given us his body. Yes. Here, take, eat yeah. my body drink my blood so that you'll have a part in me. You'll have a part of me in you. What does that mean, Caritas? It means, <laughs> you know how right now if someone's healed from something terminal, for example, it's this like amazing miracle. Yep. It means it would be more shocking if they weren't. Wait, what? That's not right. Right now, it's really surprising when they are, mm -hmm. but it's meant to be the other way around. Like One of my favorite <laughs> scriptures is Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. He pardons all your iniquities. Yeah. He heals all your diseases. He redeems you from destruction. He crowns your life with loving kindness mm -hmm. and tender mercies. And then it says, and he satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth will be renewed like the eagle. Mm. There is a place in Christ where our youth can be renewed. So live young in him. That's right. <laughs> limitless. 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 Limitless energy of a child. There you go. <laughs> like, how are you not tired? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got next? All right. There's no record of Jesus ever not being in full control of the situations that he was facing. Mm. I feel like this could almost be a religious cow. We... So often talk about things like, oh, God is in control or... Or even questioning why pray when God's in control of everything. I right. heard that one. But Jesus was never out of control. He understood so well where he was, the context surrounding him, nothing ever caught him off guard. He always knew what to do. He would go into a situation where he was in a boat and there was a storm and he was sleeping and he woke up and he didn't freak out. He had full control over the situations that surrounded him 
through interaction with heaven and with the supernatural, nothing ever caught him by surprise. Is there an aspect in that that we could live in? That is a crazy one, Cretus. Mm. I don't even know what to say about that. My mind just spins. Yeah. So I don't even know what to say. If you're ever lost, in, if you're ever lost in the deep Canadian wilderness, start hearing the creaks and the cracks in the woods at night. Dean, are you in control? I guess the question is: Is that part of our inheritance? We talk so much about letting go of control, but I think it's because we end up in situations where we're not in control so much. Mm, like Jesus, wilderness animals, just with them hanging out. Seemed like he was pretty in control of the situation. <laughs> well, there you go, talking about wilderness. <laughs> there is a verse in Mark that talks about that. Mm -hmm. Immediately, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. This is Mark 1. And he was there for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. He was with the wild beasts. Yeah. I have something I want to read in a little book here. Ooh, a little book of mystery. People always say to me, Dean, where do you get all your books? The Vatican. <laughs> you were telling me they have these books that people haven't read or opened for hundreds and hundreds of years. In comes Dean. I'll take that one. <laughs> there are libraries all over the Middle East with hundreds and thousands of volumes of books that mm. people haven't looked at for yeah. hundreds and thousands of years. You touch it and it just disintegrates in your yeah. hands, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dust>. <laughs> You know what they say about dust. We start as dust, we end as dust. Oh. So that's why I don't dust. Okay. It could be a relative. <laughs> wow. Okay. You just blew one of your relatives on me, Dean. <laughs> so they went looking for any record of what might have happened during the time of Jesus because they figured it was such a big deal that somebody must have written something about it. Mm -hmm. So they searched through several of the libraries, including the Vatican Library, which also has thousands of volumes in it that have never been looked at. Mm. They found some interviews and some records of some stuff oh. that happened during the time of Jesus. Cool. This one guy here, actually, he interviewed Mary and Martha, who were the sisters of Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead. Okay, yes. This book is called The Arco Volume. And so I'm just going to read a little bit about this interview. Mary said that Jesus and her brother would often go up on the housetop at night, talking about points of interest to both of them. Mary said that she had often gone near so that she could listen to them. The first, eaves, the first eavesdropper. <laughs> yeah. So Mary is eavesdropping. I wonder if she did the cup on the door trick or... Yeah, cup on the door. There you go. <laughs> She loved to hear Jesus talk. He was so mild and unpretending, but yet he was so intelligent and he was different from all of the other young men that she had ever known. I asked her what was her brother's opinion of Jesus. She said Lazarus thought there was never such a man on earth. He thought him to be one of God's prophets. Now this is where it talks about the wilderness. He said they were out in the mountains in the wilderness and they made many trips out there and they walked out there together and Jesus can tell him about all the flowers, trees, and rocks and he can tell him about everything in the world and that none of the wild animals are afraid of him. He says that often the stag, which would be the deer, and the wolf will come and stand for Jesus to stroke their mane, and they seem almost loath to go away from him. No poisonous serpent will dare offer to hiss at him. So Lazarus thinks that he is perfectly safe as long as he is with Jesus. So here it confirms what it says in the scripture that Jesus would spend time with the wild animals. He had a connection to nature that was limitless. Mm -hmm. There's another thing. So he seemed to understand nature. He was so in sync with it. It's like the dog whisper on steroids or the horse whisper. <laughs> 
Horse whisper on steroids. Yeah. Every animal. I'm yeah. not limited to whispering to horses. But we were talking about control. So could we ever live a life like Jesus did where nothing catches us by surprise and where there's always an answer from heaven for every situation that we come against? Because mm-hmm. that's the way that he lived. We, oh. we don't have the money for the tax. Yeah, the temple tax. The temple tax. Oh, yeah, okay, go. There's some fish. Check out his mouth. There's the money. So is that an oh, but that was just Jesus thing? Mm. There's also no record of Jesus ever having any kind of financial or material lack. I mean, not once does it say that he went around asking for money. Actually, he's like, hey, just go give all your money away. <laughs> Wait, shouldn't this be something we plan? <laughs> I just had a thought. There's no record in the Bible anywhere of Jesus ever taking up an offering. Jesus is always fully supplied, and he said such things as, well, the Father takes care of the grass in the field, mm-hmm. flower more beautifully clothed than Solomon in all of his glory. Mm-hmm. Isn't he going to take care of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, we eagerly seek after those things, but seek first the kingdom, and all those things will be added to us. So mm-hmm. it's also about putting our eyes somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus had full mastery of nature, including weather patterns. The storm. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. Well, Is that I, just Jesus? I've told you about Haley's weather prayers. Yes, absolutely. Some, just like simple faith. Like, yeah, yeah. She doesn't pray about it all the time. But when she does, oh man, <laughs> you look back and you're like, wow, that was really spectacular. She once rebuked a storm. We were in a little boat on a lake and this huge storm right. started coming in and we were like in the middle and I'm like, oh my goodness, this does not look friendly. And right. she just said, I rebuke you, storm, stay there. And it did, like not one drop until we got in the car and then... It didn't come any closer. <laughs> just like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing about Jesus, he was never without the inside scoop. Mm. Somehow he understood the frequency of people's hearts. He knew what they were thinking. Yeah. Everywhere that he went, he perceived things. He knew the thoughts of the hearts of men, it says. Mm-hmm. So I've often wondered, you know, as we go around, not that we want to pry on people's thoughts, but I do want to say one thing. Any encounters that I've had with heaven and any encounters that I've read about people having with heaven, one thing that they will always tell you is that your thoughts are not private in mm-hmm. heaven. In heaven, every time we think a thought, somebody will know it. Here on earth, our thoughts are all private. We keep all this stuff to ourselves, but there, everything is broadcast for everybody to know. In that is absolute accountability because there's no way that you can hide anything. There's no place to hide. Everything is brought out in the light. Here on the earth, we have such darkness that we can hide things, Hmm. but up there, no hiding. But Is there a place where when we go into a situation, because Jesus did this all the time, he would go into a situation where somebody needed healing and somehow he would perceive where's the roadblock or where's the place where they need to release their faith, go and wash in the pool. Mm -hmm. Or he would say to somebody to do some strange thing. One time he touched his saliva on somebody's tongue and they talked. There was always some strange thing that he would have them do. He knew how to put the key in the lock of their faith and turn it. He was never left without wisdom or understanding in any situation that he was in. So my question once again, yeah, but that was just Jesus? I don't think so. Yeah, as he is, so are you in this world. That's right. I love where he's like, I've 
given them the glory that you gave me. You know, and I was thinking a while ago, you hear these stories of these animals that just have these abilities to sense things that we think are so mind-blowing, like dogs that can sense a seizure before it happens, or mm. animals that can sense like an evil person, like mm. with an evil intent, and earthquakes and things like that. And like, that's not going to give animals like more... <laughs> glory than us. So is it that we have this ability? It gets muted with logic or something over time. I don't know. But like, do we have that kind of potential? Muted with logic is a profound way of saying it. Also muted by religion, muted by theology that tells us it's not possible because somebody just decided that it was too good to be true. But was there theology in the garden, Dean? Was there even a Bible? No, there <laughs> yeah, I love my Bible. But Caritas, you're walking on dangerous territory. <laughs> Look at these two. So in the presence, so in yeah. union, just oneness. Just... I can tell you they were in contact with the living word mm -hmm. in the garden. Yeah. And that's the same thing we need to be doing. Here's another thing Jesus did on a few occasions. He dematerialized and he would walk through a crowd. Yeah. And they didn't know where he was. Uh -huh. Disappeared. Yeah. Didn't they go to attack him to throw him off a cliff? Yeah. They were so offended. And then he just kind of walked through the crowd, like somehow just... In some translations, it just says that he walked through the crowd. In the Passion, one of the footnotes, it says that that word is a word that means he dematerialized. Something happened. He shapeshifted. Mm -hmm. And whoever's translating into English was like... They were like, no, that can't be... Yeah, but so if you've been it. in like a mob of people, you don't just walk through a mob. No, he had a way of disappearing and appearing somewhere else. Yeah. Same thing with Philip. Did he baptize some guy and then just like disappeared? Vanished and appeared somewhere else, some other little town? Yeah, there are a lot of stories right now being transported somewhere else. That particular thing is really starting to take hold in the hearts of a lot of people. They're starting to realize that there is a lot of reality in that. There are a lot of stories out there of people being taken all over the world to do a lot of crazy things in the spirit person, like they're just being transported places and doing amazing things. Yeah, It's definitely a new creation reality. It's definitely something that we were made to live in and explore. It's not just a thing that was talked about once or twice in the Bible that we can never mm -hmm. access. I believe it's supposed to be as normal part of our lives as us being here on earth and being in heaven at the same time. We're two-dimensional or even more than that. We're multidimensional beings. There's no reason why we can't actually move from here to there. I just heard a story this past week of somebody who found themselves on the other side of the world. I also heard another story where somebody was in China preaching to a group of people and she didn't even know that she was there. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we think AI is crazy. <laughs> no kidding. It's just like a shadow of the... Yeah. Crazy, amazing technology of heaven. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jesus was also glorified and transfigured in prayer. I think that that's something that should be normalized in our life. I think we should not underestimate the power of the glory of God being upon us. Mm. Things like us shining, radiating with the glory of heaven coming down on us. It says Jesus was transfigured. It says he was made to look other. Mm. Just another day in the prayer life of Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. You have any more there? He had unlimited life flowing out from himself, whether it came out of his words or whether somebody needed something, he was always able to release life. He had unlimited access to heaven. 
He had an unlimited scope of relationship with the father. He ruined every funeral that he ever attended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true story. (laughs) Like Smith Wigglesworth, (laughs) where he slapped the corpse up against the wall and said, live in Jesus' name. He took the corpse out of the coffin, slapped it up against the wall Mm -hmm. and said, live in Jesus' name. And the person just sank down on the floor. He picked him up again did it again. I think he did it three or four times, or maybe seven times. I don't remember. Yeah. And on the seventh time, the person lived and came back to life. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. Oh. All right already. <laughs> Stop throwing me against the wall. That's a strong guy. <laughs> unlimited creativity and even unlimited physical capabilities. Because we have a type of that in the old covenant with Samson, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, Samson was a type of the church. When you think of it, like how long his hair was, and he would come across these situations and he would receive unlimited strength from heaven and he mm-hmm. could do supernatural things in the strength yeah. of heaven. So You have a um, friend who hugs really hard. I do. The <laughs> supernatural strength of supernatural. love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So mm. Jesus was our pattern for unlimited well, and he says in John, these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. So unlimited joy. There you go. Well, I don't even know what we've said today. It's been pretty wild. So is this a podcast? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Limitless. We've had such a mindset of being so limited that we might never have considered the fact that Jesus lived an unlimited life that he set an example for us. Yeah, all the things I do, you'll do if you believe. Yeah, So and even greater things. And even greater things. And everything on this planet is after our belief system. You'll do if you believe what I did. What do we believe is possible? Mm-hmm. I think a good place to start might be to take a look at the life of Jesus mm-hmm. and make a list of all of the things that he did. Mm-hmm. And then refuse to say, yeah, but that was Jesus. Instead say, Hmm. he said I would do all the things that he did and even greater things. Yeah, and believing who God is based on what we see in Jesus's life. That's right. Not what we've experienced or what other people have said or done, or even what we're currently walking through, but just looking at Jesus, the narrow way, if you find it, he's the way, like looking at him, is it in the life of Jesus? That's the way. If it was in the life of Jesus, it can also be in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Letting his life dictate what we believe, not what That's we've experienced right. dictate what we believe. Yeah, absolutely. That scripture you read at the beginning, all rooted and grounded in love. Mm-hmm. All those things that we're afraid to go or touch, when it's rooted and grounded in love, yeah. All fear will be cast out because perfect love casts out all fear. And he is perfect love. And all those things we can start exploring without this intimidation, just excitement. We'll go back to that scripture. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Mm -hmm. To him be the glory in the ecclesia and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So that's it, Cretus. That's where we're going to leave it today. Amazing. Amazing always, is right. Always. It was super fun today, Cretus. Mm-hmm. It always is, but mm-hmm. today was even more fun. We could go we limitlessly onto this, like on and on and on of all the Limitless days. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the limitless episode. Yeah. Why are people tuning out on this one <laughs> at around the four-hour mark? <laughs> well, all right. Okay. So thanks for joining us today. 
We've had an awesome time. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation yeah. as much as we have. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, we will see you next week. <laughs> hope you have a good one. Yeah, exploring the limitless possibilities of life in Christ. That's right. All of his fullness. That's right. Mm. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. You know, why, why did the chicken cross the road? Why did Jesus cross the lake to get to the other side? Duh. Greatest. Where did you come up with that? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. The, the cheesy jokesters. Yes. Yes.